Hello and welcome friends to You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm Wellbeing Alchemist and your host, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am so excited for today's show. I have been looking forward to this topic for so long, I can't even tell you. I've been looking for the right person, nobody had landed in my lap, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm out visiting a friend in Aspen, and somebody says, hey, you need to meet so-and-so. So before I go any further into it, let me introduce you to an amazing international astrologer with a host of celebrity clientele, Rosie Cutter. Welcome, Rosie, to You Lost Me at Namaste. Hey, great. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I am so thrilled to have you here. You know, there's so much um, out there in the universe about astrology and numerology and Western astrology or Vedic. There's so many different kind of things out there. Um, and I think they're really useful modalities for navigating this thing we call life. Mm -hmm. Before we like dive into it, would you mind just explaining to us a little bit um, what astrology is or the type of astrology that you practice and your background? Great. Sure. I'd love to. So I have studied various forms of astrology. I use Western astrology. I've received and studied many Vedic astrology readings, which is based off of the Indian model. I also study and do readings in human design, which is out of the island of Ibiza, which is a synthesis of several different ancient systems. And another system that I work with is called the destiny card system. Now, all of these systems are based on your birthday. And what I find magical is that over all the years and over 10,000 one-on-one readings, all these different systems from these different cultures synthesize and often totally complement each other. And so people will ask me, for example, the Vedic versus Western, which has to do with the procession of the equinoxes. They'll say, hey, you know, in my Vedic, it's totally different. So how can they both be? And I say, well, it's almost as if you're listening to a beautiful song and the Vedic is the Portuguese version and the Western is the English version. It's still the same beautiful song and it says the same thing. And that also makes me believe in some kind of greater synthesis and cohesion in this world that all of these different systems can be so accurate and complementary. I'm glad that you pointed that out because I wonder that myself to some degree. I get asked, but I've wondered like, how do we have these different systems that maybe have a little bit of conflicting answers, but they don't really, they're just all different parts of the story. Yes. And even your chart will have many conflicting things and let's call them conflicting or another way to look at it would be, it's like a pot of soup and we have various <laughs> ingredients and some of the more spicy ingredients, like a hot pepper, you wouldn't, you don't want tons of hot peppers necessarily, but it actually is a good thing. And the different elements, just like of our personalities or the world, they don't just because good exists doesn't mean evil doesn't exist. Like they don't negate each other, or cancel each other out. They all add something, but yeah, I have been um, on this path for a really long time. And I've also received hundreds of readings to figure out my own life and navigate. And so I'm definitely what you would call a true believer. <laughs> 
I love that you have kind of lived all over the world following this path and um, kind of like fine tuning and strengthening your own abilities. Right. Yeah. Well, definitely. I, I started out getting readings when I was a teenager, I was adopted and my parents who adopted me, great people, they, they were into psychics and stuff. So I remember even going to palm readers or fun, different things. And one of the readings I got, the woman specifically said, oh, you know, I I can tell from your birthday that you've probably maybe never met your mother. And she didn't know I was adopted. And I was like, wow, how can, so I remember that always stuck with me. And, um, I was always into all things esoteric as a teenager. And then I was lucky enough to go to the island of Kauai at 20. And I was doing a form of speech therapy with autistic children at the time. And Kauai is this amazing Mecca in the world of spirituality. And I was lucky enough to spend my 20s in Kauai and working for famous healers and started doing readings and coming across these different systems, you know, to figure out my own silly romantic life or how to make more money and be successful. Uh, So there were certain key things that I came across specifically in Hawaii. Um, and the one system that I find so incredibly accurate that we'll probably focus on today is actually the 52 card deck. And it's always been uh, based on a birthday calendar. We actually don't know the origins of it. And there's some great information out there. I have all kinds of really old books, but this is the basis of our Gregorian calendar. And it's funny, people say things to me like, oh, Rosie, the Gregorian calendar doesn't match the moon cycle. How can astrology be accurate? I'm like, well, there's a reason the rulers of the world adopted this particular merry-go-round that we're all on. So there's probably some power in it. So I had already known quite a lot about my intense Western astrology. And then I came across this system called the destiny card system, and it's based off the 52 card deck. And it's just based off your day. And every day has a card. And I was just flabbergasted at how my day exactly lined up with my Western chart as well. And I remember at the time, this woman who ended up being my teacher, eventually, God bless her, uh, Milana, she was giving these readings and I had my my contract with the autistic kids. And she's like, so what's your plan? And I was like, oh, I'm going to work with these kids. And then I'm going to go backpack across Europe. And this system, just like Western has transits. It's not like I'm dealing a deck. Like there's a fixed chart. We can look at what happened to you at five years old. And everybody with your birthday had that same weather at five years old. And so she says to me, no, you're not. You're going to be staying here and working a lot. And I ended up landing one of the only long-term rentals in Hanalei Bay, like the most exclusive part of the island. And I got this lease. And so then I stayed there and I had a place where young people could rent out rooms and she was right. And I started working really hard and I stayed in Kauai. And also the destiny card system said, not only did it speak about my childhood and various things like that. But it also said that I would be really good at music and I always loved music and stuff, but uh, I took that. And then I I taught myself to play guitar in my twenties. And then I ended up having a really cool, successful music career around the world. And I've been able to play with very amazing, famous people and gifted musicians. Um, 
And, you know, I think anyone can play music, but I did pick it up quickly and, and I do need it emotionally. And so that was one of the many different benefits is, is reading that about myself. The childhood thing almost allowed like a key and a lock to go off and be like, okay, well then maybe I'm not a victim. Maybe this was just part of the greater path. And then reading about the music, um, it empowered me to go and do that. And so those things, that's what I'm doing with people and, and with children as well, or families is sure. It's just like working out. If you have really strong legs, I don't want to chop off your legs. I just want you to work out your arms to be balanced. <laughs> so, like I have huge shadow sides of my chart. And even when you look at the predictive stuff, there's no bad astrology. A, a, a blizzard can come. A blizzard just came here in Aspen. And it's wonderful as long as we know there's a blizzard coming. We can ski and have an exciting, amazing time. We can stay inside and be cozy. There's many ways to enjoy it. But if you don't know the blizzard's coming and you're outside naked in the middle of nowhere, then it's a problem. You see what I'm saying? I do. So- and I'm glad that you brought that up because um, when we did our little exploratory phone call, one of the things that really resonated with me was when you said there's no bad readings. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people are afraid, what if I get bad news? What if you're going to say, I'm never going to find love or, you know, somebody who I care about is going to well, die in a horrible dealing trap. with so many people now. Right. Well, sure. Or let's say that somebody's had something negative happen to them. And then they're so worried that I'm going to tell them that there's more coming. Exactly. And then also... Um, just hearing stories from so many clients, a lot of my clients and I myself go to all kinds of psychics and readers. And I, I hear more often than I'd like to really bad stories of like, I, I went to this palm reader and she told me I'm never going to find love or that, you know, I'll never make money. And I'm like, that's not even how it works. The entire point of astrology, which palm reading and astrology are used in Vedic and Chinese medicine to see which elements are dominant in your body so they can be balanced. Like, let's say you have a powerful Mars influence, that's going to add heat to your liver. So then the doctor would be prescribing things that calm and cool the liver. Or let's say somebody has an astrology where they're vata and they're very airy. So their chi can get weak, especially as we get older. So then they're going to prescribe things that are going to ignite the fire again. So the entire point is like predicting the weather just so that we can optimize what's happening and going on. But yeah, if somebody ever told you some declarationary thing that especially the negative, then they're not good. They're not even working with their powers really. And that's not how it works. I have one of the most afflicted. So it's such an intense chart. And I remember people would look at my chart when I was younger and they'd make these faces like really seasoned astrologers. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what, what, what? Tell me. But then people would also say, oh, Rose, you have this amazing life and you've done all these things. I wish I, it, it is through challenge and adversity often that we do have to rise to a higher level. So yeah, there's no bad readings. And here's just a quick example. Like, let's say I say something because everything is about the power of manifestation, what we focus on. So let's say I read something in the book and I say, hey, you know, there's this little influence where it says 
be careful of um, accidents related to drugs, alcohol, traveling, water, Neptune. And I'd even be like, hey, don't drink and drive, take Ubers, um, double check things. And be, my saying that can almost prevent the person from when they get to that precipice and going, oh, wait, you know what? This would be a bad idea. I, it was in my astrology. Interesting. I like that. So it's not like it inhibits you from living your life. It's mm -hmm. more of just helps guide you when mm -hmm. you're kind of at the fork in the road decision-making of mm -hmm. like having the information. It's like, oh, actually, I remember she said this now might not be the best time to do this contract. Maybe I'll sit on it for a while and wait exactly. until the spring or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And if you have an influence where it literally says, you're depressed and pessimistic and you're having, and, and they're like, you're right. I am. <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden I'm like, well, look, so there's the weather. So let's embrace that low end of the wave and let's watch sad movies and grieve and maybe look at the negative ways that we react towards life or let go. Um, Cause often, by the way, the spiritual numbers are seven and nine. Um, these are oftentimes spiritual influences that come into our lives how do we become spiritual? Usually by things not working out the way we thought and having to acquiesce and trust in a higher source. So if I say that to someone, yes, it can make the entire experience more enjoyable as opposed to being like, you know, even funny things where it's like, you could be married to Brad Pitt right now and you'd be ready to divorce him. This is in the weather. Please don't, like my teacher would say, don't jump out of the ship in the middle of a storm. Right. And, but often that's, we, that's the time that we, we panic. So I find it a very useful tool. It's really good for business. Uh, many, many real estate agents I work with and all kinds of businesses. When's the best time to launch something? When are people buying what you're selling? Because there are times that people are more receptive to whatever ideas you have. And maybe it's good to even retry ideas that didn't work five years ago, because now you're in a different stage. What do people come to That makes me think of like, what do people come to you for the most? Like, is there something more common than other things I, they ask you for? Um, I would say, of course, the big three are like money, love and health or, or the children and family. A lot of times I, I do so many, but I guess a lot of times too, especially if somebody gifts it, it's one thing if they hear it on a podcast, but most of my stuff is all through word of mouth. And so a lot of times people are coming out of a deep time of grief or loss, for example, or health challenges. Um, and somebody says, hey, you know, we can put this in perspective. And that's where it's really powerful because I, as I'm going to do with you, we're going to look at the past and I'm going to say, hey, this is what it says the weather was this past year. And it will literally nail it down to a two month period of when their mother died or when the company got, you know, went under. And it would literally say you would have a source of income or a job taken away from you against your will. And that's very powerful because when you're in that dark time, um, you, you think you're never going to get out of it. And when I can say, Hey, listen, I, now, you know, how intense your past was, especially when people are coming out of something traumatic, much like life, 
after a couple difficult years or months, there's usually a really juicy, amazing time at the other end of that. And, and so I would even say as advice to anybody who gives readings in general, astrology or anything, especially if you have charts, always read to people about their past, because I also feel like it opens them up to the possibilities of the future even more, because we can have a great astrology chart. I can, we can have great snow here in Aspen. Do you ski? Do you even want to go up? Do you want to go on the bunny hill or can you go on the black diamond? All the same chart. You get to choose what, what, how much you're going to go for it. And um, yeah, so it's, it's just, I've, I've seen, it's just so powerful. I can't, I can't explain the awe that I'm in of the magic and beauty of this. And it does make me think that we're here for a reason. And especially, you know, the difficult things, especially the last couple of years for people and, uh, yeah, that there's a good reason that we're here and that there is a higher plan. And sometimes if we try to get too far off that higher plan, that's when we get the little <laughs> smack on the butt to get back in line. But exactly. Yeah. I, I work with um, a hypnotherapist who I love and we do some spiritual stuff. Like we've done past life regressions and we've done some astral traveling, some kind of out there stuff, but she's always like, you're not paying attention to that little feather that's tickling your face. And if you don't, you're going to get a brick, you know? So mm -hmm. like, either you pay attention or just know that brick's going to come because it, it will, if you don't pay attention. Um, I've really learned to, when I feel that first little tickle <laughs> to pay attention. Well, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense with your birthday too. And also speaking of past life regression. Um, so there's what, various facets that I work with. And I have lots of clients that come to me, you know, especially once the stuff comes true. And I'm like, I know, I can't even believe it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to play out, but then that's why every single reading is recorded and we go back. And so in astrology, in Western um, and Vedic, it's the North node and the South node, which are Rahu and Ketu. And I have done some past life regression myself. Um, and then I also have some friends who are hypnotherapists that do that. And I do past life readings and it shows you, and there's a whole thing around North node astrology. And it's just like the exercising thing. It's like, this is what, so for example, my North node is in Taurus and the global North node just went into Taurus. So we're going to have this realigning. This just happened. This was a huge shift. So the South node is automatically in the opposite sign, Scorpio. So it will talk about the themes of most of your past lives, for better or worse, that you've mastered would be for me in Scorpio. And so what I want to go towards is Taurus, grounded, stable, self-sufficient, not, you know, no secrets, things because Scorpio, which is going to come out in the world, Scorpio South Node can bring a lot of like past lives of betrayal or things being hidden. And so imagine, I don't want to take more English classes. I want to take Italian because even though it's awkward, it's going to make me happier and give me more pleasure. And so we can see, I've done many, many readings where the person has had past life regression, or I've even had it, and it exactly lined up with what my chart said. And I didn't know this astrological information until years after I had 
the past life regression. And it was exactly what she said. So that can be really fun and interesting for people. And sometimes people do like they have weird phobias or fears of things and it exactly spells it out. So the North node and South node are available for anyone to look up online. It's just based on your year that you're born. So anyone can check out their chart and dive into that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. All right. Well, let's maybe just dive right in. And you had said um, that maybe we'd do a reading for me on my birthday. I would love that. I would. I love think it'd be to- so exciting. And, and I remember you saying that like our birthday is like an ancient fingerprint. So it's like, it's so unique to us in mm. a lot of ways. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's, that's the expression, just like the skiing thing, you know, it's like, are you in a good mood that day? You see these people who are the sty- most stylish skiers ever. You see people hating life, just learning. <laughs> on the it's all the same mountain, but the way, so you're, you have a, a, a bit more of a unique birthday than most because in the destiny card calendar, um, uh, I don't know if you were able to see the visual of how it's laid out. A little bit, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your day is governed by the nine of spades. Now, most cards have, you know, 10 or 13 birthdays that represent that card. Yours only has three. So yours is more rare. And it is interesting. There are much less spades in the world, which is spiritual energy that only comes in the beginning of the year. And hearts which is emotional energy that only starts towards the fall and the end of the year. What dominates the world is clubs, mental energy, and diamonds, the material world and creating things. So you're a Capricorn and you've, you've, I'm sure, know about your astrology. So in this system, we're going to go over a couple things of what it means to be the nine of spades. And then I also have charts for each year of your life. And so since you just had a birthday recently, we will check out what you just went through and see if that lines up with your experience. And then we'll see your glorious future that's coming. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. (laughs) When I do readings, I do say to people, most 80% of my clients have never met in person. It's all on the phone. But I do say to people, hey, tell me about yourself. This isn't a psychic reading. Like, you know, if you had a property that you wanted to sell or you were considering certain business things, I want to know that because I know what to look for when we go towards the future. But yeah, so just to put that out there, when we go- Do you want me to tell you a little bit of that now? Yeah, tell me now. Let us, tell us now. So I split my time between Bodrum, Turkey and Washington, D.C. Also have like my feet in Texas a little bit, but- I've been in the DC area for 20 some years. I've been doing the Turkey thing for about four years. It's in the Mediterranean. I love it there. When I'm there, I feel alive. I feel inspired. It makes me so happy. Um, But professionally, uh, personally, love interest, financially, I haven't quite found home yet, if that makes sense. I love where I live in Turkey. I love it. It's Bodrum. It's on the sea. Um, But I haven't like jumped in with both feet yet. I keep kind of straddling these two very different lives between Washington, D.C., obviously, and a little Aegean village, (laughs) partly because I have children, older children who are in school, like college, and partly just because, you know, I um, have flexibility. I feel very grateful that I have flexibility to decide, but I just haven't been quite sure. I know something exciting and big is coming. That's how I feel but I don't know exactly what it is. And I'm always hesitant to kind of jump in with both feet to Turkey. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. 
Um, and then the other thing is I love public speaking. I love writing. I love this podcast sharing with the world. This is a not-for-profit podcast. Um, but professionally, I kind of wonder as well. I don't put a lot of uh, anxiety towards it, mm-hmm. but I do wonder what's coming next because I had very mainstream, stable careers in the past um, and by choice uh, disconnected from those. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, love, like you said, people always want to know that kind of stuff. So but, and are you available right now at the current moment? Are you looking to meet somebody? I am open to whatever. Like okay. I'm, I'm not currently like, I'm not on apps. I haven't gone on dates. Like I'm excited for whatever comes. I haven't actively pursued anything because, um, I'm still not hundred percent sure where I'm going to be. True. And I don't want to make a decision based on anybody else. Like I really, it's important for me to end up where I'm supposed to be for me. Because a lot of my life, I didn't make decisions solely from me. So, of course, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I can see that on the chart. Okay, <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> well, I love that, so I know what to work with. So, first of all, what does it mean to be a nine? Nine is the end of a cycle, so to speak. So, we talk about how this could be your last lifetime, quote unquote. You have come full circle in many different areas of your life. Spades encompasses love, romance, money, intellect. And when you're a nine, there's a lot of lessons to step into this power. So people who are nines have had a lot of loss or challenge and adversity that causes them to be very loving and giving and universally minded like you are. You share this birthday with some of my favorite people or this card as well. There's only three. Roger Daltrey from The Who, one of the most spiritual rock bands ever. Robert Duvall is this. Diane Keaton, Gertrude Stein, Norman Rockwell, um, Ron Howard, all amazing artists. It'll talk about the creativity and the gifts that you have. But also it's on a higher level. It's not, you know, even with your podcast, this is exactly what you're doing. The other thing that I would say is because this is very dynamic and powerful, it's almost like a Lamborghini or something. When you're 12 years old, it's not comfortable for you or anybody around you that you're driving a Lamborghini. Then as you get older, you really settle in and step into your power. So like one of my teachers would say, everybody pays at the beginning or the end. You paid already in the beginning. So the good news is you're like, <laughs> you get older. Now, just like the, uh, the exercise analogy, your muscle that you need to work is boundaries because you are basically built for codependency. You love to give. So we want to find healthy ways for you to give so that it doesn't feel like you end up depleted. So this is one of the most potent cards. You are here to let go of patterns in your personality and lifestyle and even help others do that. There could have been losses in your life, but it's also filled with giving and fulfillment. It says on certain levels, it's very important for aspects of your personality to be allowed to die and be reborn again. Sometimes this is a health issue. Sometimes it's something like overworking. Even just this idea of we get married and we stay together forever and I just should just suppress my feelings. And then nine, you have this wake up call and you go, nope, I have to look at life differently. I've also seen this where somebody was perhaps raised 
you know, even Catholic or Jewish and then becomes a Buddhist, um, totally changes their religious views. It does say that you can never ignore your spiritual and psychic side. So just like that Lamborghini, we got to make sure it's in the right line because if it goes off, it goes off fast. It does say if you acknowledge this important part of yourself, you are guided to a life of universal giving and letting go of that which no longer serves. And in this regard, these people are making some of the greatest contributions to the world. Many are incredibly successful teachers, artists, musicians, performers. So you have this wonderful love, power, charm, and wisdom, great success with the public, and you're unusually artistically and musically gifted. So it's interesting, too, you have this sort of underlying king energy. And Angelina Jolie is a king and Sharon Stone and Jackie Onassis. And you have that. You're beautiful and symmetrical, but you have this authority. And so this gives you this strong love power, but it does make the women very strong-willed and independent. So in relationships, you know, you're like a wild mare. In the, beginning, in the beginning, they think they want that, and then they can spend all their time trying to tame you. So it does say you can easily be a single parent for the same reason, because the king can be both the father and the mother to the children. The nine of spades woman is not going to take any grief, too much grief from one man. But you have to be careful that you don't get mired in codependent behavior and pick a partner or even maybe sometimes in friendships where you want to save the person. You know, because that's, we want you to give to the universe. I'm always like to these people, I'm like, let's open up an animal shelter, right? But stop (laughs) collecting stray dogs, you know? So so it does say that you did have certain emotional endings, but you have this amazing wisdom to conquer that amazing ability of finances as well. So just a natural ability to very driven person. You have a bit of a monkey on your back, which is a good thing. You know, like my teacher would say, if we felt good about ourselves, we'd never get out of bed in the morning, right? It's out of security that we've built houses and survived thus far and become witty and charming and want people to like us. So you want to accomplish a lot. And it does say great at business, hence the DC, but your greatest fulfillment will come from a mission of love and the broader that you expand the scope of your work and focus on giving to larger and larger groups, the more your inherent power will shine and the farther you will rise on prominence towards the path of the divine. So you are totally in that. You have you have lived this beautifully thus far. And it does say you're very charming. You need powerful mates. Um, you know, there's been losses and endings where, you know, were you going to marry some guy at 18 and do his laundry for your whole life? No, sorry. So <laughs> there, was, there was definitely, um, there is fears of opening up that you don't want to lose people. Was there emotional trauma early in life? A lot of times with this kind of a chart, there's a lot of protection, thank God, um, because you're sitting before us beautiful and intact in one piece, but it's almost like you had to learn at an early age that no one can give you anything. There could have been losses, disappointments, or personal tragedy um, around the family or a a parent passing or even a grandparent or something. What was there anything? Yeah. So my parents divorced um, when I was one. 
Oh, okay. This is not a secret. My mom kind of fled with me. Um, mm-hmm. She was young. She was 19. My dad was only 21. They're in college. Mm-hmm. And um, she fled to Canada and um, until the divorce was final. Then about a year, I guess about a year later, I think we bounced around for about a year. Um, and she, meanwhile, she has two master's degrees, is incredibly educated. My dad, everything's good now, but at this time, mm-hmm. so I didn't have a lot of stability living with mm-hmm. relatives and my mom, of course. Then she got, uh, went to the Sorbonne um, and I, my dad kind of found out and blocked me going. So then all of a sudden, not living with my mom at two, three years old, now I'm living with my dad and my new stepmother who I really don't know. Oh my God. So now I'm living with them. Um, very traumatic, obviously I've done a lot of work on this. I can tell it like a story now. Um, my mom comes back and has some trauma to her where then she's not able to take care of me for a, a, a while. My dad and my stepmother have two children, um, wonderful two children, very close together. So now I have siblings. When I was 11 years old, they were killed in a car accident. Oh, so, my. And I could honestly go on. There is a lot. There is a lot there. Um, you know, my mom put herself through school. We were very, very poor. Meanwhile, a lot of our family was very wealthy. Um, oh. Education was the most important thing to her. And she was determined to do it on her own, which she did. But it meant like I was on the free hot lunch program. I was teased for my clothes. I, mm-hmm. right. And I grew up with all adults. We lived like in a kind of commune style university setting. You're like a little old lady. You were born a little old lady and you get to be a kid now as you get older. That's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I feel like. And it's so, when you, so many things you were saying were resonating so much. I honestly have tears in my eyes about it because it was so true when I was little and you said the psychic abilities and the Ferrari, nobody's comfortable with the 12 year old with the Ferrari. Um, I'm clairvoyant, clairsentient. I had a lot of the clairs, right? But I didn't know this is just how I was born. So I would tell my mom or tell random people, I'm like, Oh, I really, I might walk to a woman and say, I really like your husband. Your husband's so nice. Meanwhile, she was a lesbian in a time where people weren't talking about that. And her new husband was actually a woman, but nobody knew, but I knew, or there'd be like things that were about to happen that I would tell people not realizing that that wasn't okay because I was little. And so then there was a lot of like kind of shame and a lot of like kind of fear around other people. Cause I was so weird. <laughs> I was so weird. weird in school. I got in trouble for drawing people as balls of light and would describe them by their colors because I saw aura. Right. Yeah. And, but I didn't know that not everybody did. And so yeah. somewhere in that really early age, everything shut down. And then after the accident, when I was 11, I didn't remember any of it. It didn't come back until later in life, stage three plus breast cancer, almost mm. wasn't sure if I was going to make it everything came back and it came back like, and I was telling my mom, like, this is so weird. I was so sick, you know? And she's like, don't you remember when you were little? And then she started telling me all these stories that I didn't remember I had blocked out. So there's so much of what everything you're saying, to be honest, is so spot on down to the codependency down to, you know, it's just amazing. This is really amazing. I do feel like you're telling the story of my life that nobody else knows. So, and I love it. A lot of adversity, but I love it. What's your mom's birthday? Um, November 28th. That's all I need. Uh Um, She is a, your mom is a five of hearts. So five is more of travel change and restlessness. (laughs) And truly an artist, 
but it's, it was a very difficult life for her emotionally. She's brilliant. You know, Randy Newman is this and Ezra Pound, Phil Spector, Ed Harris, but it's called The Emotional Adventurer. There's a lot of upheaval, loving to travel, but a lot of, a lot of changes. It literally represents change in the emotional life, like divorce, separation, and, and, and then travel, artistic creativity, but she's a performance poet and brilliant with her words and also happens to be blind. Lost her vision, her useful vision at seven, and then around 48, lost the rest of her vision. Yeah. yeah. And has persevered, lives alone, takes care of herself. Wow. And so- smiles and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Amazing. That's yeah. What a, yeah. And then, you know, here you come and and it is, it's a very old soul that you are. Yeah. You and her together who I can see. So let's see what you have coming up. Um, and just one more note on your, on your life. It does say you're a truly giving wonderful person and your love is really here for the world in groups as much as it was for one-on-one people. So the emotional endings and completions were not really losses. They were almost like refining yourself like a wine, you know, or in music, if I sing the lower octaves, it it automatically works your falsetto. So yeah, here we go. Like (laughs) it's making me cry. I just want to share that with the listeners because, you know, I've been doing this for four seasons now going into the fifth season. It's really what I want is for everybody to feel that like birthright love Mm -hmm. that we're born with without having to go through what I went through. Like, how do they find it? Like, how can I help people find it? And that's what I love to do. Like, I feel like that's my mission. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm crying. (laughs) This is beautiful. Thank you, Rosie. (laughs) Let's get to the like fun stuff that comes next. (laughs) There's so many good things happening. And the more that you give the better. Let me tell you a funny joke though. (laughs) I think of with this chart and mine is the same. And I remember people trying to tell it to me in a kind way when I was so young, but I like to play a game. Were you a famous dictator in a past life? Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) So when you're nine, chart like this, theoretically in your past lives, you had a lot of power and in some of them, you could have abused it. So all of a sudden you come along and they're like, there she is again. Last time she took over the whole Turkish mafia and was responsible for that. <laughs> this time we're going to put some limitations in her way so she doesn't come into her power until she's ready, just like you wouldn't give a 12-year-old a million dollars or a Lamborghini. It would actually be detrimental. So think about it that way, that you've been burning through this karma and now you're free. Uh, so let's look at all the fun to come. So. First, I want to look at your past year because I want you to see what you were coming out of. The year that you just completed is actually a very powerful year for everyone in their lives. When they go through that particular year, there is a lot of emotional healing. Think about it like a Saturn return, but nice. Like you get to deal with deep-seated wounding from childhood 
but not in a harsh way, in a really loving way. Like a, you're going to a funny movie. It's it's like it used to be that you were in the horror movie and now you're watching it and laughing. So you just went through a big healing. And uh, Robert Camp, who wrote the Love Cards and Destiny Cards books, and we have a kit we I produced with him. He would say that people either really start living or dying at that particular year. And you notice, too, even in people's health, as we get older, it's like you've really got to start maintenancing the machine or it's going to go downhill. Yeah. So most people I know, especially now, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're almost like a teenager again. It, it's very positive. I find that people are really taking charge of their own destinies. So this past year that you just went through it was very good and you ended up very successful, but you were divided, just like you said, and you were one, you were worried. You could have been worried about money, even if it's not, it's funny how our actual financial state has nothing to do with how we feel. And so you just completed a year where it said you were striking out in two or more new directions. You wanted to be more creative. You wanted to make money or try new creative endeavors Last year was a period of exploring new values. You were probably trying new things more than ever before. You would be working two jobs, living in two places, or simply diversifying your day-to-day activities. You were challenging yourself to be more creative, versatile, and even romantic. Since it was such a strong creative year, it's a three divided, it would not be probable that you would have been able to make any definite decisions while that year was happening because you were at a fork in the road. So you could have felt uncertainty. And on the low side, this energy is worry and indecision. But I would have told you to keep your hands busy, take up new hobbies, even if you don't stick with them, it doesn't matter. And also not to beat yourself up or think that you've got to, because it's almost like God has his own timing too. And it wasn't ready for you yet to settle into a path. It did say financial worries could be a common manifestation, even though they were more real than imagined. So to get the most out of last year, it wanted you to get creative, find new ways of expressing yourself. The more that you had expressed yourself, the less you worry. Now, by the time your next birthday had come, you'd be in a better place to decide what truly makes you happy. So you also were learning a lot of big, big lessons around business. It talked about how this whole past year was focused on getting your products to market. Um, You were in a position of responsibility in business. It took more time and energy than you thought maybe, but it was actually a very fortunate year. You probably achieved a lot of success. Health matters could have improved, which is always nice. And you were learning lessons around separating business from friendship and even being more professional in your business. My prediction, I would have been like, hey, even though you're worrying, I would have expanded. People are buying what you're selling. And then I do see a lot of travel that happened. So now I was doing a travel show. (laughs) Love that. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So we just did the pilots and then things kind of slowed down because of COVID and some other issues, but it's picking, it's supposed to pick back up again. That's an interesting thing. So, um, oh, but yeah, okay. travel. And all I learned a lot of lessons from that. <laughs> 
Well, so now you have been in your birthday a month or so you're off, you're hitting the ground running. You're off to a really good start. This is a really good year. You are just going to laugh and laugh when I read you what you got, baby. Holy bejeezel. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of influences. They're all freaking fantastic. The only, the only I'm not going to call it low side, but the only hot pepper is that even for this year, you're living between two places and juggling things, but you know what? That's okay. Cause guess what? You are going to be madly in love with somebody, (laughs) especially by June, July, August, you could meet them before, but it, it wouldn't happen any later than the end of summer. And because of that, I, I would keep doing what you're doing. Because this person is going to lead you into your stability. So we're going to get to that in a second. I'm going to make you first. Let's look at business, career, and the living in two places. Business is just fantastic. So one of my analogies, obviously I love analogies, is astrology is a bit like PMS or a kid going through puberty. It doesn't matter what's going on externally, when you go through certain hormonal changes, it's like a nails on a chalkboard. And then boom, all of a sudden the kid's done with puberty. They're back to their normal self. Everything's fine. Even though they hated your guts and you were the worst thing ever for the past year, or all of a sudden you get your menstrual cycle and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess I'm not that bad. And I don't need to start a fight with my husband. And it's like the (laughs) bubble has popped. So, um, you're going into, you probably feel it already because this is a year-long influence, so this is already hitting you. Um, You're much more mentally clear, and you're able to focus more. And so there is something going on in the background, which I'll read you once again. It'll sound like it's conflicting, but of course, both are going to exist at the same time. So one influence will say how you've you've got your fingers in the light socket a little bit, and you've got an overstimulated mind, but also your mind is working better than ever. So this year will bring you a great deal of mental power, This mental power will bring you success in professions such as speaking, writing, and education. It will also overcome the problems and obstacles that were standing in the way of your goals. It says it will allow you to focus your mind. It says as you progress through this year, you will experience firsthand the power and success of a one-pointed thrust of mental energy. Enjoy the success that it's bringing you. Where do you end up by this time next year? And imagine, too, everything's relative. You're already doing really cool stuff. This is the next level. So by your next birthday, you will end up completing this year with very successful money partnerships. Financial deals of all kinds are going to be playing a major role in your life. These can be standard business partnerships and they can also be things that are out of the ordinary. Other people are coming to help you. Your financial success requires the assistance of others. You'll have many phone calls, meetings, and business deals. Let others guide you and share in the risk and you can increase your finances. It's very considered a very favorable for making more money for the entire year. So when something like that came, like, let's say somebody was looking even for like an agent or something, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's, this is the time where really good partnerships come in. Whereas sometimes there are influences where it says, 
you can be lied to or ripped off or the attorneys that you attract won't be honest. Like it's interesting. So where else do you end up by this time next year? Bling, bling. What? Who's flying me out to Turkey? What? So, <laughs> Done. So you, the, the major goals and challenges of this year is that by next January, you will have a large sum of money and huge financial success. You will actually achieve considerable prosperity because by this winter, you will expand your values to include the needs of those around you, your community and your country. The farther that you expand your vision, the more money you can make. And this represents taking your products and services to the public in a major way. Wow. So big deal. So you're a little bit frazzled too. You got a lot going on. So finding ways to, you know, acupuncture, massage, there is a lot of this still living between two places, um, especially until you meet this person. So keep doing what you're doing. Oh, and your, your travel show will probably take off. And so there will be, you know, this is for, it's the travel show. It's several different things will probably hit. But they'll that will require you to go and be in different places, perhaps to promote it or however that works for you. So for the entire year, you do have an overstimulated mind. You got a lot going on. It says you're involved in many different projects and plans. You can feel like you're going in two directions. A writing project in particular can take a bit more energy than you thought. And this is a year where you're going through a wrestling match with your mind. Now, one of the things I always like to say is half the world meditates, not because it shuts up the mind. The only thing that shuts up the mind, I think, is intense exercise. But when you meditate and you watch the train of thoughts, you realize how ridiculous and silly and attention deficit disorder it all is. And whose mind is it? I mean, where did you even get those subconscious programming from? So it's about detaching from that. So you are already in a good space for this. It's a lot of energy. You should feel very lit up. I, I, so keeping yourself busy. Um, it says your mind is a valuable tool. It can help you get things done, but it could have gotten a bit out of hand or frazzled. And so try to do things that help ground you. Let and me ask you this, because I think it's relevant here. Um, during like the Christmas time between Christmas and New Year's, I got really bad vertigo, which I've never had in my life and um, knocked me on my butt for a few days. And I'm obviously a lot better now, but I still had this like lingering dizziness and fatigue. Like there's just this lingering dizziness. There's that something that's, I can help you with that. We'll talk about that after there's okay. stuff that you easy stuff. It's interesting how prevalent that is um, more now than ever. Um, you know, this is not going to linger for the entire year. In fact, I'm going to, we're going to break it down and see what you've got going on this month and next month. But um this, yeah, it's not going to linger the whole year, but it is because this happened, it almost opens the door for you to heal something else that you didn't even realize you had. It's not like, oh, it's some sign. There's nothing wrong, but it's more like some of the stuff that I recommend to you. Maybe you didn't know you needed for other reasons too. There was like a good reason for it. And even for you asking me this, but no, it's not going to linger all year. That is more like you can have a hard time sleeping at night this year and your nerves can be, and people are going to Demand a lot of things from you and you're going to be running around and traveling and stuff. Right. And, and having so, good boundaries. <laughs> good 
boundaries. Exactly. So then the other thing it does say, and this is why I said, you know, wait until after you meet this Prince Charming to, uh, to even worry about where you're going to settle. It does say that this is a very fortunate year in many respects. Certain things in your life will come to pass exactly as you want. Um, there can be a little bit of physical stress. It wants you to take care of your body, but you can reap substantial rewards if you're willing to put in work, which obviously you already always are, but it does say you might be torn between two jobs, two countries or two separate lives, you know, and I think, so keep doing what you're doing. And then let me tell you about why this person is coming and to wait for him because he'll bring you in a new direction or maybe you decide you want to settle in Turkey more because now you've got your partner. So sometimes people are like, I want to meet my partner. And I'm like, you're going to be working on your spirituality, making money and your health. So (laughs) Hey, if you meet somebody and date, great, but also don't be like, Oh, if I don't meet my partner this year, I'm never going to No, that's not the case. This, if you wanted to take a vow of celibacy, it good luck, you know, like <laughs> you are done. You are what's that great blue song? Once love comes, nothing can be done. So it says, first of all, what is one of the main themes of this entire year that's al- already kicked in? It says that this is a year of new beginnings in your personal relationships that bring many rewards and blessings. You will start a new love affair help bring a child into this world. But this year is a year for you to discover how to love yourself the most. This is a year of joy and pleasure. And the focus will be on you, your needs, and attracting people that fulfill you on the deepest of levels. Then, so there's 52 cards in the deck. There's 52 weeks in the year. There are seven 52-day periods that add up to the 365. There's all kinds of great things about the playing deck with the calendar. So I can break it down to about two-month periods. So every year, your real fun time that you probably love and you travel is June 10th to August 1st. That's always your Jupiter time. It's your expansive time. Then August 1st until September 22nd, is Saturn, everything comes to a head. So you need to give yourself a little extra energy. Maybe that's when like the kids are going back to school and stuff. It's like when everybody (laughs) wants something from you. And it's actually too, it's when the sun is farthest away from when you're born. So imagine like of the year. So the chi is a little bit low. And it coincides with when I come back from Turkey to the US. Like I usually come back the month of August into early September. It's a little bit of work, you know? Um, So... This year, your Jupiter period, which is, first of all, your Jupiter for the year is what's going to be blessing you for the entire year. But by June and July, this man materializes. He could come before too, but this man will be there by then. Listen to what it says. And these are all wonderful things for your career and your life in general anyway. Um, So June and July combines love with money for success in every area. Social success will bring financial gains and promotions. You'll have much pleasure making and spending money. You could marry into money under this influence. Your romantic partner that comes into your life will be making many, making more money and giving you many gifts. This will bring benefits spiritually and materially. 
This is a beneficial, expansive time that shows you the bigger picture of how wonderful life can be. Oh, wait. And at the same time, June and July, financial and other blessings will come because you have mastered your emotions, your ability to communicate with charm and grace in your business and home. You have much love power at your disposal. Your ability to handle the public will astound you. For women, this is an ideal romantic partner coming into your life with many good things to share and is often a sign of engagement or marriage. <laughs> well, I, what I love about this show is that it is archived forever. And so as it goes on, I will share with the listeners <laughs> how this pans out throughout the year. This is wonderful. So exciting. <laughs> Yeah. And then I would say you right now you're doing great. You're going to hit the ground running. There's one little hiccup around business um, that you you might have to deal with in April, May. Um, so I guess I'll just address that real quick. There's just something it's like finance. It almost is like it, it reminds me of like taxes or something. It's just like it's not ideal. It's not a vacation in Mexico, but it's not the end of the world either. Um, but there can be in April and May. Be careful of a loss of money on speculation, legal matters, an aggressive man. Um, it says your best returns, long-term investments are fine, but sometimes this can represent difficulties around inheritances, taxes, insurance. So me saying this is enough, right? Or who knows? Maybe your person comes back to you and says, we need more. You're not getting audited. It's not like that, but it's just like a little bump in the road. And it does say that there can be maybe maybe even you had a debt that you didn't realize or a settlement of a business. Somebody can pay you back a debt. Um, but it's all around getting settled. Okay. Everything balanced. Yeah. Paperwork. I don't know. Sometimes that can have to do with like stupid visa things. So like I said, just pay attention to those areas in April, May, and then it's no big deal. And the other thing is, Right now, the next few months, gosh, you are just on fire. So right away, uh, January, February, pleasant, brief contentment, new books, new information, new companions, wonderful time for learning new things, gaining knowledge, all things related to the mind, writing, speaking, your studies will bring you much joy. You should be enjoying life. It's a stabilizing time. you got a lot of women around. Um, so it also says January, February, your mind is sharp. You're having great ideas about how to make more money. You're very savvy. You can be enjoying shopping and looking very good. Um, even taking classes on how to make more money or being around luxurious women. So there's a lot of fun happening and you're getting more clear about quite a few things. And then you've got... You got the playgirl card. I mean, boy, are you going to have fun? This person could come in as early as March and April, you might meet this person very soon, but listen to what this says. And it's, you know, this, the podcast, so many great things, uh, March and April, you'll have social success at the very least. 
your charm, your warm disposition will have positive results in all your relationships, personally and professionally. This is called the playboy or the playgirl card. And many who have this experience great romantic success during this period and for the entire year. Being in front of others is where you excel. So pour it on. And it says it's a powerful, stabilizing influence that brings very good results. It can even bring healing, forgiveness, you know, somebody that used to be mad at or something. And then, you know, it's, it just brings a lot of ease. No, this guy is in your life sooner than later. Wow. You have so many, <laughs> I mean, literally listen to this too. Um, this is, this is at May, April, May, June. So whatever's going on around the little financial talking to the accountant is going to be no big deal because you are going to be in bliss. Uh, <laughs> April, May, June, your passions will be running high. The ability to get what you want from others, aggressive power, love, charm for women, a happy sex and married life, charm and persuasiveness in male dominated institutions. And then even under this other chart, the summer, June, July, August, under this influence, a marriage, a birth, romance would be financially beneficial and blessed in many ways. This will be a time of indulging in pleasure, ease, comfort, brings a spiritual quality to all of your personal and romantic relationships, causing them to glow with goodness and grace. The romantic partner that comes into your life is very wealthy and powerful and giving you lots of gifts too. So I think he comes sooner than later. It's all good. Thing. Yeah. You don't need to go on a dating site or, you know, it's funny because in human design, um, they could have had, you know, dating sites. There's all these funny sexual gates and it would have been a hoot, but it's all initiating. And after all these years and all these readings, how have you ever met anybody in your life? You know, it just happens. Like destiny is destiny. If you're going to bump into him on a plane, if you're going to bump into him at a supermarket, you're going to meet him. You don't need to worry about missing meeting him. Um, that's how I feel. Like, that's honestly how I feel. I'm all about going with your gut and like really trusting your intuition. And that's exactly how I feel. And then would you have any grandbabies in the next few years coming in? I sure hope not. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't mean to say that. Um, no, no, no. Well, I know what you mean though. I know what you're saying. I mean, my children are, are I need to get them yeah. done with school and in good jobs and in healthy relationships. So I'm not yes. thinking that yet, but I will yeah. say that um, one of my very, very best friends, like my Capricorn sister, best friend, we joke that we are separated in the womb is oh. 10 years younger than me. Um, and had a baby about two years ago. She came, we mm -hmm. went to Turkey together. She fell in love. It's a beautiful story. They're married, have oh. a baby. She's working on another one. It's been a little She's slow. Gonna... Yeah. That's what, and I, she, they call me mama M. So oh, yeah, it may be, that could be, yeah, you know, that's the end. That's yeah. the energy. It's like love and romance. And, and she's really, they're really hoping to bring this little baby into the world this year. So that's a big, I think so. yeah. yeah. I think so. There's a lot of energy about that. You've got a lot of travel that's really beneficial and any kind of changes in the way that you do business is also very beneficial. And just so you know, for the entire year, you have a powerful gift of self-mastery you, you are more calm. It says that um, you can accomplish your dreams this year, but, but not by the usual approach. 
you finally have realized that your success comes from within and that nothing in your life happens without your permission. This is a year that you reclaim your power and create the world you desire without needing to change others. You're going to be working really hard in a beautiful way, but loving the work that you do. And it says, if you are a spade, which you are, and a female, this year will bring a wonderful blessing and focus on your role as a mother and a romantic partner. And for single women, this is often the sign of a new, very auspicious relationship coming into their life. That's like the fifth time it says it. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Do you have any questions? That was just, wow. That was amazing. That was so amazing. Um, you know, so much of it resonates and I, I hear what you're saying, just kind of sit back. Um, I do wonder sometimes if it's going to be me. I wrote a book that I didn't publish because it was, uh, a memoir kind of thing based on some stuff I'd been through and I chose not to publish it because I don't want to relive that old story. I, I don't want to be asked about this trauma in my life over and over and have that be my narrative. I really want new and fresh. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, we'll see, I guess how that plays out. Cause that always lingers in the back of my mind. Um, but you know, really I love the way things are going. So I guess it's stay out of my head. Right. And just keep going. And the you direction. know, to tell you the truth, you've got a lot of I mean, I love that you have the, I think that the book you'll, you'll put it out one day, but you're, you've already got a lot going on and um, this guy is going to come in and you're going to want to go on fabulous trips with him. And so if I were you, I would. Oh, not to not keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cause it is a very powerful year of building an empire, but I would also not necessarily, um, I would keep in mind that all of a sudden you're literally going to need to and want to carve out a bunch of time to be in love and have fun. So (laughs) that would be priority. Like really everything I wanted, I I thought I wanted, I got the first time I forgot to ask for love and happiness. And like, for Mm -hmm. me, it's just about love and happiness. Like I want to feel inspired and happy and joyful. And I think that's what a lot of us want, but for me, for sure, that kind of governs. Um, So thank you for that. not that you didn't have it, but you, you know, it's, it's the Italian more exciting. Let me tell you the next three years are big for you. So, um, I would definitely say that you're going to the next level, but with your partner by your side. And then there's just one more thing, speaking of that North node, and you can dive into this yourself, you know, your North node is in Aries. So that is really interesting because that, that means in your past lives that you've mastered Libra, which I can totally see in you, you've mastered beauty, diplomacy, being a wife, being a secretary, being a support person, being an agent, being the peacemaker. And so in this life, we needed you to go your own way, Aries, and spend some time with yourself to figure out what really made you happy. But you're here to be the leader, the innovator, the pioneer, and you can do business with others. But oftentimes, um, 
Yeah. It's all about getting even in touch with your healthy anger. I would even recommend things like kickboxing or high intensity training with that, but I'll get you an article to read and you can dive down that. So that's why as well, now that you've had this time to explore and kind of Aries courageously, boldly go and create this new life. Now you're going to attract that Libra partner, the love, the gentleness, the reassurance that you're so comfortable in, but it'll be attracting it with your new identity, as opposed to maybe the first relationships that people have with this are definitely from a past life. And there can be a little bit of your own identity being extinguished with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, that so resonates. Okay. I could talk to you all day. This is so wonderful. I love your time. Thank you so much. I know um, I'm hoping that all of you out there listening um, is, is over a hundred countries now. So if you like, I hope you guys found this interesting, but if you want to work with Rosie directly, um, Rosie Cutter, it's rosiesreadings.com. Are you taking new clients? I know you're pivoting a little bit in your own business um, and doing less one-on-one. Are you yeah, I'll take clients. Yep, I'm available. It, it, takes, it takes two to three weeks to get in, um, but I have a variety of options for times and um, yeah, I'm totally working with people and keeping the whole movie going. That's for sure. And it's great stuff. It's, I just never, I never feel like it's not useful. Like I just never, it's so validating and fulfilling because it is so helpful. This has been such a emotional roller coaster. And, you know, I did cry a couple of times, which is just a release of emotion. It was I like, know. I was, I know you did too. It's like, I was feeling my truth. Like I was breathing through my truth. And it just felt so beautiful. And the reason I, um, agreed or Rosie and I thought this would be a good idea to do my reading live on the show is Mm -hmm. so all of you could kind of experience what it's really like if you've wondered. And because I'm so open, I feel like in the show over the years, y'all know what she's talking about. You know, this is so true. Like it, when she talks about the past, it resonated and so it gives all that much more like kind of validation and credibility as to the now and moving forward. Because I really do feel like to live your best life, it's about loving the now and embracing the future. And because that's what it's all about. The past is a past. We can't change it. It's over in this physical lifetime. We don't need to live there and hang out there anymore. We want to make space and let go to love where we are, but also be eager about what's to come. And so as you can see from today's reading and from this really wonderful hour with Rosie is that I have like benchmarks now. I have some like areas to kind of help navigate through some of the murky areas maybe. And I can tell you, I'm so excited. Yes, fear of money and fear is something that I've always worked on. I've done a lot of work on it. And so now hearing that, okay, sometime late spring, there could be this issue that pops up. And so I'm so like chill about it now because I know I'm going to be okay. It's going to pop up. It's there. I'll deal with it. I'm not going to stress about it too much. Even if at the time I kind of forget a little bit, we all have triggers, breathe through it, deal with it, and then let it go. Know that in the big picture, it's not going to be a big deal for me. Um, and just obviously the exciting things that you guys all heard. So I love this. I love that you said that 2021 was a really good year for, for the collective. It was like kind of like this building year. I think that was really wonderful. Um, And so if you guys are interested, you want this done for yourself, 
Oh my gosh. I highly encourage you to reach out to Rosie. Again, it's Rosie Cutter, rosiereadings.com. There will be a link in the show notes to how you can contact her directly. I encourage you to do it. And I love the idea that people can buy a gift certificate for you. So you can give a reading to a loved one or a friend. I love that. What an amazing gift. Yeah. We're joking. I got to make like a me popping out of a cake emoji or something. (laughs) Cause I do a lot of like birthday parties or different things too, you know, where I give multiple people like 10 minute readings and it's really fun. So oh my gosh, how fun. So like bachelorette parties or like birthday parties, probably even like bar bat mitzvahs, who knows anything where you need. I love that. Um, and the cards that you're talking about when you said with my birthday, which, uh, the month and the day correlated with the nine of spades. Mm-hmm. Can people go in and find that for themselves? Can they go online somewhere and find that? Yep. Just look up destiny card calendar. Um, you, you just put in destiny cards uh, in Google search and anybody can look up their particular birthday and card. And there's all kinds of great information available online for free about your birthday and card. The love cards and destiny cards books are what I've been using for years. And then we also have a weekly reading kit that we produced that's for sale on my website. And, um, then you can do your own weekly reading. And that's when you actually have the deck, shuffle it, lay the cards out, write it down, and then look back the past week and see what happened. And that's how I memorized and learned these systems by doing my own weekly reading. Um, so I would highly recommend that too, because it familiarizes you with the archetypes of astrology, numerology. It gives you a nice ritual to do to kind of tune in. So, yeah. All right. Wonderful. So there's so much on your website. It sounds like people can reach out yeah, and get what they need or contact you directly. Um, and I think honestly, everybody out there put in your birthday and check it out. It's so fun. The first time I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. (laughs) Even more than reading my Capricorn. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with us in general about destiny cards or astrology or just anything in general you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I would just say that we are living in unprecedented times. Um, all of the holy books talk to us and warn about us about these times, and here they are at our doorstep. Remember that nobody gets out alive. There's nothing to be scared of. They use our fear of death to keep us from fully living. And I would also say, if you just got through the last two years, welcome to level 27 of Hunger Games, but you're doing (laughs) a really great job. And the point of the video game is to stay as long as possible and you are needed and you are not going crazy. There is a collective frequency that is just going through the roof. We are truly at 11, like they say in Spinal Tap. So really don't believe everything you think and feel and don't over-identify with it and try to fill your head up with positive things and things that keep you curious about this world and life and choose love. Like truly, I believe that there's an energy or like little demons that feed off of fear and anger and negativity and war. And that's why it's so prevalent in this world, even though it's not really human nature. Human nature is not this ugliness that we sometimes see. So getting, getting into your heart, learning about yourself, educate and empower yourself and, uh, yeah, do yoga, spend time in nature, 
uh, I'm really at a loss for words at the things that I've seen over the past few years. And, you know, I do over a thousand readings a year. I, I have a, a finger on the pulse, so to speak. And it's not just you and people at the highest levels of society are really going through it. Um, but yeah, we're all in this together and try to find the joy and pleasantries where you can, you know, if this is the Kali Yuga, or if this is Dante's Inferno, Hey, if we're in hell, at least we have nice amenities, right? It's better. (laughs) What do they say? It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Be strong in your mind, people, and in your body. Amen. That was beautiful. I love that. I think we should just end it with that. That was really powerful. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) I'm going to actually put that in the show notes. I'm going to use that as the quote of the show because that was really beautiful. Thank you so much, Rosie. Yay. I'm so glad to connect. And thank you to our wonderful friend, Janine, who connected us. And I'm so thankful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Serendipitous. Thank you, Janine. And, um, you know, for my friend, Mary Margaret, for introducing me to her, because it really is this beautiful tribe of women. And you never know. I've never come to visit her before. I was someplace I'd never been. I met Janine, introduced me to you. And here we are today. And you just gave me some life. I shouldn't say life-changing, life-navigating information. and this was such a beautiful hour, Rosie. Thank you. Glad. Yay. Okay. Well, everybody, that's it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Know that you're worthy. You're enough. You were born for the reason. And the world needs your gifts. Until next time, namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.